good morning. Welcome. Episode, maybe, I think, 161? Two. What was it last? 162. Episode 162. Sunday Conversation Podcast. Presented by Loyalty Liquors and Taco Casa. Hosted by Aaron and I. Aaron, you look great. How the hell are you? I'm, I'm, I am great, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for asking. Um, we just had a full, almost 15-minute yep. conversation before we started this. So we gotta, had to jump into the actual episode. Uh, I am well, so, Ben. Sometimes I almost think, sometimes I almost think that, like, our off-air conversations are just pure gold. They would just be probably. a killer episode in themselves. Probably. The problem with some of them is sometimes we throw things out there that probably wouldn't be like the best things to put into the you know public space. Today's today's not an example of that though. Okay. Today today was great. Um I'll I'll agree with you on that. But I ha- I am How's well, your week? How are you? I, I'm well as since since last week we've had uh, quite a few developments happen. I will run them down as quickly as possible. One, the Yukon Huskies fucking slaughtered Gonzaga. I mean, just an ass kicking, a pure ass kicking. You texted me that All night. Right. Time out. When have they not slaughtered their opponent in the national tournament? So far this year, they have <laughs> they have just obliterated every single person that's in front of them. Um, they go again tonight. Tonight, the final four, 849. A uh, little little nerve wracking uh Jordan Hawkins who's been their best player by far so far is uh missed the shoot around yesterday he's sick uh so hoping he has a super speedy recovery and okay well let's just throw it out there the last time a really good basketball player was sick they basically have been talking about it for the last 25 years, and I'm referring to the Michael Jordan flu game. So the Jordan Hawkins flu game, insert tonight. So much so that like people refer to when they do something while they're sick as their flu game. Um, Correct. So – you the know, writing's on the wall. Exactly. So we'll see what happens tonight. You know, hopefully, hopefully they can bring it home. I'm a little nervous of Miami, although I think this is the biggest spread they've had since the first round. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, so that happened um, yesterday. This is crazy. The CEO and president of my company was removed from her position yesterday. We can get into that in a little. Well, bit, that's, that's because a little that's bit more because she sold hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of. Camus illegally, but we won't <laughs> that, that actually has, <laughs> ironically, that actually has nothing to do with it. Um, the, it's it's much more. It's uh, it's like something out of like like a show like Succession, but we'll get to that briefly. Um, and then lastly, I was able to secure a reservation at that three Michelin star restaurant in Oslo this morning, so I will be there. Really. Uh, eight thirty, uh, eight thirty on June twenty Friday, Friday June twenty third. Dude, Is that what it was? That's gonna be epic. Eight thirty. Yep, fourteen courses. Uh, three. I think it's three, three and a half hours long. I had to pay fifty bucks for the reservation. It's four hundred and fifty dollars for the tasting menu. That's the only food option you have. 
And then wine is another 250 bucks on top of that. So, but yeah, Aaron, I'm pumped. Aaron, you've worked extremely hard oh, the I past couple of years. Could be five grand. I know. I don't care. Um, You're a fool. Well, oh, shit. Hold on. Don't talk, Ben. I can't hear you. I've been disconnected. Hold. Okay, talk, Ben. I didn't say a peep. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> honestly, Aaron, my thought is you. I feel like you've gained so much, you know, international <laughs> knowledge from, from fine dining that this is like part of your MO, you know? It's like... I I, I I I don't have another friend who's eaten at Michelin star restaurants across the globe. So you know, I, just keep uh, it going. It's I, it's your niche. Everybody knows it. I just am a big believer that if you're gonna go on a like a you know a cool vac you know a far off vacation, I'm not saying going to fucking you know New Hampshire for the weekend. Although there's nothing wrong with New Hampshire, I love. Yeah, New they Hampshire. probably got live, some good food up in New Hampshire. Live free or die. Live free or die. All I'm yeah. saying is. Yeah. I am a believer that you should have one over-the-top, absurdly expensive meal per vac- per vacation. Like that's just a personal belief of mine, and uh, and so we're gonna do that. We're gonna spend seven hundred dollars on a fucking on a meal. So I put my fifty bucks in already. So I guess it's only six fifty now. I I honestly I can't wait I can't wait to hear about it yeah, because be I'm cool. sure it'll be something else. And, and I don't plus, have to tip, Ben. And I don't have to tip. It's Europe. You don't have to tip anybody. Really? That's yeah, how because they pay. In? They pay their servers like living wages, so they don't have to have, survive on tips. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I I just picked up my check from the bar yesterday. Ima- thing, I get imagine like eight twenty five an hour. Um. Imagine if. Uh, actually. I was going to say, like, imagine if that happened in the United States. But, you know, Aaron, I want to bring something up that's completely random. I was having okay. a conversation with my mom yesterday. Okay. Maybe it wasn't yesterday. It was two days ago. And we were just talking about how, you know, at one point in life, like, if you went into Home Depot or Ace Hardware or wherever, like, you would be greeted by an employee that had a really strong knowledge of whatever it is you're doing. Like, you know, they had the, okay, you need to paint. Well, they had somebody that, you know, that is an expert in painting and you got to go, you know, you have a irrigation issue. They have like somebody, you know, that knows all about irrigation and can help you, you know, walk through whatever. Yeah. We have officially entered the era of nobody having an effing idea or clue like how to do anything. Yeah. Like if you walked into Home Depot and were like, oh yeah, I need to do so so and so, they would be like, um, okay. Like I can point you in the direction. I can't tell right. you about it. Right. So that was kind of leading me to like this whole I guess thought that like we've truly entered a time where no one unless you you know seek it out on your own no one really knows how to do anything right and with that being said it's it's the probably the the best time in life to know how to do some things like 
Absolutely. Just some simple, like simple tasks that like, it, it, it's just, there's no, there's no like, there's no knowledge anymore. I don't know how to put it. I don't know how else to say it. That's just yeah, it. basically, we, it's just like, go ahead. We've, we've become so accustomed to the, the, the standard of convenience that people are no longer taking the time to learn how to do things because the convenience factor is that you pay somebody else to do it. Right. Like we, what's that, what's that app called? Is it called next door? Where like you, let's say you need a picture. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, and I'm not super familiar either, which isn't great, but that's because you and I will do things by ourselves. There's like an app, I think it's called Nextdoor, where like let's say you need a your your TV mounted on the wall, like you can put that in the app, and somebody can like some random person can like offer to come mount your TV for you. I don't know how payment works. I guess you just work it out between the two of you. So like you know, let's say you live you know down the street. You go on this app, you see that I need my TV mounted and you're like, Hey, I know how to mount the TV. Like I can come over and do it for you. And I say, cool, I'll give you 50 bucks. And you're like, cool. And then you come over and you mount. So rather than like outsourcing it to like a contractor, well, obviously that's an extreme example if you need a TV mounted, but it's not really, that's a thing. It's not, no, you're right. It's not like fans, TVs, people just can't do it. So continue on. It's so I, I just I think like, we 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 have become a society where we're so used to convenience and and having other people do things for us, which you know sometimes is is a necessity, other times it's not. That now we're not well equipped to do things ourselves, and that's just that's just like reality. Like how many people know how? Like how many people don't even know how to change a tire anymore? Like I bet you, if I asked my younger brother. If he knew how to change a tower, he tire, he would probably say no. Like, and I don't, obviously it's not, it's not rocket science. Like you can figure it out, but like there is, you know, there is technique to it, right? Like you loosen the lugs in a star pattern before you jack it, then you jack it, then you take the lugs. You know, there's a couple procedural, procedural steps to it that I bet you like this generation of, of especially young men, but I don't, I don't expect women to know how to do it. They do great, but. That just have no idea how to even change a tire on a car. Yeah. And then like, you know, I guess my other thought is, is like now, you know, having the smartphones in our hands, it's like, you know, Oh, what is, what does this mean? Well, just look it up. And then you look it up and you get your full definition or, you know, Oh, how do you, how do you change a tire? Well, just Google it. Right. You know, and then you Google it and it's like, it's there. And, you know, there is the other factor to it that, like, if you do know how to do things, you know, your phone, Google, yep. it's an incredible tool. Oh, you totally. Can, you, like, you legitimately can find a video about anything Fucking on the planet. Any, anything. Anything. A 1974 Oldsmobile, you know, hoopty that came out yep. for a half a model year. Yeah. Like, how do you change the blinker in it? And it's like, there'll be a video, yeah. um, which is cool. It's like, cause I've, you know, used it countless of times, sure. like, but, um, it's also like, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, you look back and it's just like, whatever, like 
It, it, I've, I've on the, the flip side, thing, on the flip side, I saw this old. I don't know if it was an old commercial. Oh, I know exactly what it was. Um, I guess my future father-in-law he likes watching old western. You know the old western shows. I so does my dad, but I, I was, I saw it when I was, I'm here. So it was an old western show, and it was a father and his buddy, and they were like sitting out in front of a like call it a barber shop, right? And they were they were talking, and and the one the father, his son was walking down the street, mm-hmm. and the son had a transistor radio and he had it like glued to his ear like a phone Mm. and they were like they were like yelling at him they're like hey johnny johnny and and the kid didn't realize you know didn't notice and then they're like johnny they finally yell at me turn and the kid's like oh hey dad and the father turns and he's like to, to his buddy he's like well, it appears the only way I can talk to my own son is if I take an ad out on the on the radio station or something. <laughs> and it immediately was like, like nothing's changed. Yeah. It just back then it was the transistor radio and sure. you, you know, you can't get off the transistor radio and the kids sure. like, "Oh, I'm listening to the ball game, dad," or you know whatever yeah, and right. like and and then it it just had me thinking like you know here in life, we say like, "Oh, kids are just so glued to their devices, like they don't do anything." But kids have always been not, devices. Nothing has ever changed. It's just the devices have changed. It's like you know, what, sure. whether you have a Slinky or an iPhone, it's yeah. you know, relatively the same thing. It's it takes your, you know, your whole entire um, what's the word I'm looking for, like. To, to, it you're, you're, you're my, yeah 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 like it, it can yeah exactly takes your attention away from you know whatever whatever it was but i just thought that was a funny funny little blurb because here we are like bitching today about how you know everyone's glued to their devices and but you know i think it's all relative for the times yeah so that, it, it totally that, is um it totally is, Ben. It's uh, it's just the nature of our species, you know. It's just the 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 difference being obviously is that the technology today is is programmed in a way to be more addictive. Uh, but there will always be something that will will keep people's attention for long periods of times. I mean, shit. I remember as a kid, like you know, you and I kind of grew up in the generation of you know, being the first generation to have personal computers, not me. Yeah. Which is wild. Like Isn't that wild computer. to think? Yeah. Like, like it is like, like you had your family computer that would just sit there and like, you know, everybody would take turns using it and all that shit. And like, you know, I, I was, was but, way more into it than, than anybody else in my family. But like, yeah, it was such a weird thing that you would just have this thing that would just sit in a room that like, you know, would be the cause of arguments and all this shit. And it'd just be this fucking gray box with this screen attached to it and a mouse and a keyboard, you know? Um, yeah, it is, it is crazy to think about. Yeah. My, my other thought is like, I just remember my, my sister, Samantha, like she was always the one like, mom, can I go online? Can I go online? Yep. You know, and then we, you'd get on your diet. Like we only had one phone line. So you got on yep. She, she would take over the phone line 
dial up internet, you know, whatever. But, and then just to think that little two year age gap, you know, like she really enjoyed the computer. Yeah. I, you know, the computer was cool, but there was so many other things that I was like kind of intrigued in that like, you know, wasn't, it was neat, but it just didn't really do anything for me. And what I'm getting at is it's funny to see that like, she's a full blown, like, tech executive yeah <laughs> you know like on the computer every day yeah and like i couldn't be caught dead with a computer yeah, i own a computer i can't even tell you the last <laughs> time i've been on it you know it's like um i guess my phone or whatever but it's just i mean in a way like that's crazy too like just a little you know and now now you see kids these days like you know it's like the seven you know my butt you know our 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 presenting sponsor's son who is you know seven years old probably can handle a a, a iphone better than me like Uh, definitely you know and it's just like it's it's what you're born with and i mean clearly it can pay off you know my sister's killing it you know being totally i mean i i grew up with a kid who who was uh, obsessed with computers like you know like like actually obsessed with them like programming them and like taking them apart or you know taking them apart putting them back together like actually obsessed with how computers worked and uh like you know this kid would fucking we got into you know in eighth grade we would play counter-strike which was the big computer game at the time and he this dude would build a server he built a server in his basement and we used to have land parties where we'd bring, like, I'd bring down my entire computer, the tower anyways, and the mouse and the keyboard, hook it up to a monitor in his basement, and we'd sit there, like, fucking eight of us, and we would play Counter-Strike together all over one, like, one network. And I I, I honestly don't know what he's doing at the moment, but... Well, all right, I, time out, time out, because I'm, I'm, like, I understand that, but I don't, like truly understand it so does that mean you're essentially not playing anybody else except for like right you eight yeah right like how does that work you'd be playing like four on four in in the so basically you you create what's called a local area network so like when you log in to like play counter-strike online you're logging into a server that then is take connecting you to other people in the world where if you have obviously the right amount of people and can do it locally you would have one computer that would be set up as the server that would run the game for you and then you would join from your computer so you would all connect into the server in the same room well like two rooms because there wasn't enough room and in, in, enough space in the room for eight people but right. two rooms next to each other and then we'd hook up yeah four computers you know on one team four computers on the other team and we'd sit there and play each other and the the benefit to that is you're not connecting over the internet you're connecting just through the server that's local so in theory, there should be no delays in connectivity or anything like that because you're not actually having to connect into the internet. You're just connecting to this computer that's in the other room. Um, and it's fun because you can, obviously, you have, you know, all your buddies are, are just all connected playing each other. But when we were in high school... What just happened? I don't know. You, like, you disappeared for a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It disconnected and reconnected. Yeah, what the I mean, fuck, you, you Zoom. 
you didn't miss anything. Um, all so, right. so, all right. So I get that part now, like, so you're playing together, mm-hmm. same network. What was the next, what was the next thing? Like what became after, like, was it the, did the internet just get faster that you could well, play? Yeah. On, I mean, like, yes. Internet server. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could play in the internet server then, but you know, at that time, high speed internet wasn't, you know, what it is today. You, it, you know, it was, you know, think about the Wi-Fi in your house, right? You like, you don't even think about it because it, it always works like, you know, unless it like cuts out randomly, like it always works. So you don't even think about it from a speed perspective. You know, you connect to your computer, your computer to the Wi-Fi, your phone to the Wi-Fi, and it just works. If you remember back when we were in eighth, ninth grade, like that wasn't always the case. Like your, your internet could be like just super slow, like even for high speed internet. So by connecting together and playing playing over LAN, you uh you just took all of that away. And then eventually, yeah, internet connections got better and it got to the point where it was more uniform and you could all just play um and it would work fine. But it still was easier and it's just more it was more fun to play against your friends like in the same room as opposed to over the internet, you know, talking with mics and stuff. Uh but the whole point of that was this kid was like a computer science genius. I mean, from the time we were kids until, you know, I'm sure today he's still very, very intelligent. Uh, and he dropped out of high school after our junior year in high school. And like, he got offered a job by the Boston globe to do web design for them. Like as a, as a 17 year old high school dropout, like he was, a he was a very talented. So, you know, the point being is that like, if, if people from our generation that grew up like obsessed with computers, like, have probably done pretty well for themselves. That was your buddy w- William, right? No, Willie Frank, Gates, Fr- Frank Taragna. You're thinking of Will oh. Edgington, who was also. No, I said William Gates. Oh, Bill you Gates. didn't hear yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good one. Um, I've heard that kid's name. Frank Taragna. Also, the the second kid's name you just said there wasn't he like a isn't he like a magician mechanic? Yeah, very, him and him and his brother both very very talented uh, mechanics. Shout out people who do stuff. <laughs> Agreed, Ben. Shout out people that do stuff. Because man, if it wasn't for them, I don't know what the fuck would be happening. Um, yeah, that's just wild to me, though. I guess like so. Like, what was the first game system that like then? Because I think I remember mostly like I had some kids on my hockey team in high school that would do that with Halo. Yeah, but I think that yep. was that at that point Xbox. Yeah, so like were they Xbox. doing? Yep. they would go two different rooms. Yep, two TVs. Yep, four guys in a TV, and then they'd like battle each other. But is that the same thing? Is that a local area? <laughs> yep, you could the old Xbox. I don't know about the, the current ones, but the old Xboxes, you could uh, you could just plug Ethernet cables into the back of them, into the back of them, and connect them to an area, or a local area network. Yep, interesting. Um, I do have a, I do have a bit of a funny story that don't I don't want to forget to tell. So last Sunday I went to the city to see Ashlyn for the first time since she's lived there, and so we'd been talking about getting scallion pancake burritos since. Oh Lord, where the fudge is that? There's a place called Forsyth Fire Escape. So this is this place's story. It's actually kind of cool. During COVID, they opened and they were just 
they they were a tiny little storefront. It was just a takeout spot. It, not because they, you know, they were scared to sit down. They just wasn't big enough for anything else. So they start to get popular and they're starting to sell out of their burritos every single day with a line and all this stuff. So what they start doing during COVID is you go onto their website, you book a day and time to come pick up your burrito over the course of a month. So they would literally sell out a month's worth of burritos on the first day of the month, but they would have it scheduled out. So you know, who's coming, when to pick up the burrito. And it, obviously from a logistics perspective, it's much easier to operate that way. So at some point over the last year or so, they move into one of those like markets, you know, the ones that are like six or seven restaurants are all. Yeah. In- those things are sweet. Yep. Yeah. So they move into this place called Ali Ali market. So since Ashland has moved to New York, We've been talking about going to this place because they, we, you know, both seen it on Instagram. Look, they look fucking incredible. So, you know, I, I take the train and get off at Grand Central, meet up with Ash and her boyfriend. We we take the train downtown a little bit and then we walk for like twenty minutes. We get to the market, fucking closed on Sunday. No way. There's nobody. In all the months of us talking about going there, none of us like decided to like look to see. I mean, you would expect a place like that to be open on a Sunday. I don't know why you would be, you know, why the fuck you'd be closed in a market. Well, Aaron, because they sold 4,000 burritos last week and they're tired. Well, dude, so then we went to Chelsea Market, which was like, you know, not too far away from where we were. And it was fucking packed. Like you couldn't move faster than than you wanted because you're, you know, like you had to just slowly walk behind people because you couldn't have a. I have a legitimate question, okay? And I don't know if this is just, like, an internal thing, but, like, okay. Example, a little seafood shack on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is a, a made-up thing, right? It's summertime. Yep. The weather's perfect. Okay. And you want this seafood shack on the beach. Okay. You know the seafood shack, right? Like, you understand, like, you've been there before. It's, you know, like, just say, like, okay, they're they're doing good, but, like, you can just tell by, like, the people in there that, like, they're not doing great. Like, they, it, it's delicious food, but, like, they could use some more money. Sure. You're driving down the street. It's a, you know, a beautiful, whatever, just call it, call it a, you know, call it a Sunday. Okay. Cause it, whatever. And, and the place is closed. Mm-hmm. My, my, my thought is like, and I say this, I'm just talking about this specific, whatever place, but like it happens all the time. Sure. My, and my, my first reaction is like, how and why from a business perspective, if you're a like a place, a restaurant that depends on customers and making money, mm-hmm. how are you not open right now? Yeah. Is that is that like me? Like is that me being selfish and like thinking like I can't be the only person that's like also wants that. But then like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like think the place like maybe you go in there on a Thursday or on a Wednesday night and there's like two people in there, you know? Yeah. 
but like a Wednesday night, not everybody, you know, it's like, why wouldn't you be closed on like the random times and like open when there'd be an influx of people? That's what I, that's what I feel like. So, and, and when I, and I mentioned that like killer, you know, there's a place killer seafood and I'm pretty sure they're closed on whatever Mondays in the summer here. Mm-hmm. Well, there's never a day here when there's not people. Sure. You know, it's like, so I just don't get like from a restaurant that maybe isn't like just killing it. Like, how are you like, and I get like, you know, people need a rest or whatever, but it's just, I don't understand the, in all the, honesty, the logic of how restaurants do their thing. It's probably like, a matter of offsetting operating costs, right? So you open your doors, you will, it, you open the doors, it's costing you money, right? Like no matter what you, you get. Absolutely. I understand get, all of that. Electricity, you get your employees in there, you get, you know, just your food costs for the day. The like food, you know, it's like. Operating costs, obviously. So there are legitimately, there are legitimately places where, you know, you, you do the, the average, you know, what your average sales are on say a Sunday you know, over the course of six weeks and you look at it and you go, we're not generating enough to justify being open where if we're closed other than say, keeping the coolers running that have, you know, the, the food in them, like we can have no operating costs and it's actually cheaper. It makes more sense to not open than it does to open. And that could be staffing as well. Like it could be, you know, you don't have reliable employees on Sundays. It could be a multitude of reasons. I don't disagree with you. I really do. I really don't. But then there are people like there are restaurants who like completely benefit from like a lunch rush, you know, who, who during the week when business, when people are working, like they get a lot of business from people coming in on lunch breaks and stuff, but then they don't necessarily get the same lunch rush on the weekend. Like, so there, there is like logistical things to, to when and, and why you open a restaurant. Um, but I'm with you. It's actually interesting. And and then like, okay, so there's a ton of building going on, like straight up. There's a ton of Mexicans, like ton of Mexican guys working on these massive, like beautiful condos. Yeah. All right. Right, right across the street. There's a killer little, and I I say that I've never even been there. There's a, a very frequented Mexican food, cart okay like serving authentic mexican food okay they're open during the week right they're catering to the workers right you know every single day they're they're there's it's like a jam pack there at lunch like i'm sure i'm sure they sell out every every day during lunch they're not open on the weekends so like nobody else like nobody else even has the option basically to go you know, try it. It's like, but they're just going after their niche, I guess. Yeah. And like, to, you know, to be honest like, with you, that sometimes that sort of thing also builds a following. Like, oh, like, you know, they're not open on this day. So I have to make sure I, I go, you know, like something like Louis Lunch, right? The burger, the, the you know, the place yeah, where the supposedly, burgers, supposedly the hamburger was invented. Like, they keep extremely odd hours. Now, granted, that place is a little bit of an outlier because it's supposed, you know, it's been there since 1897 or whatever. So it's 
uh, you know, I'm sure they probably yeah, we'll own call that, that established. Outright. Yeah, well, they probably own the building outright, and they still use. They probably the same own fucking, the whole block. That's they, the thing, they and they rent use, everything else. They still use the same cooking equipment to steam the burgers as they have since 1897. So, like, you know, I, I think their their overheads probably relatively low comparatively, but they're only open for like, you know, they're only open like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's like. You know, like Wednesday lunch, Thursday lunch, then Friday lunch and dinner, Saturday lunch and dinner, and they're open kind of late both those nights for the you know the bar crowd, but that's it. Like you know, they're they're not open with, and so part of it. So part of it then becomes is like if you want to go there, like you make it a point to go when they're open, um, and they've got that like, you know that that cachet there. I mean, the burgers are good. They're not you know life altering, but they're they're good burgers for what they are. Um, yeah, but, so I'm, I guess I'm just going to go with that's a selfish perspective from my point, but it also <laughs> just like, no, honestly, it just reinstills that like whatever the way my brain is wired, like I just absolutely can't justify like business or like owning a business where I guess you're dependent on so many employees. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's a I don't know what kind of personality trait that would be like maybe it's not a good one. I um, I don't think it has anything to do with that. But I, mean, I just like employees are unfucking reliable. <laughs> I w- I just can't I don't understand it's like how you could physically like basically we'll just say go into debt because a lot of times when you're starting a business, like, totally. you know, everyone, everyone has this like idea of starting a business, right? Like, you know, call it a, a restaurant or whatever. And, you know, you, you start, you go into business and I think you quickly realize that it's, if you're not going to do anything, like you're not going to, you're not going to like, you have to do everything. Totally. Like I think Elon Musk is successful. Bill Gates Jeff Bezos because they don't ever stop working like literally, but like, if you want to be in business and like, think that your employees are going to like, you know, do everything and make you, you know, unless you have like unbelievable leadership, you know, it's just like, I, I just, I look at every business, every single one. And I'm just like constantly thinking like, you know, whether it's like, you know, the other day at Ace Hardware, like this woman is completely, she is not there. She's on the phone with her granddaughter. Like, mind you, this is a pretty big Ace Hardware. This is a cashier. There's another cashier on the other side. And then you have this, you know, you know, at least six employees walking around in the store. Yep. Right. And this woman's like on the phone with her granddaughter and I, you know, I get, I walk in there and I'm like, she, she is on the phone the whole time with the previous customer. Then to me, you know, so I'm like, this is a return. So she's like one handed scanning, scanning, you know, I had a bunch of pipe fittings mm. that I was trying to return. Yeah. She gets all, so she's trying to scan and then like spin the pipe and like mm-hmm. find the, the thing and i'm like so then i'm like whole you know but she's also trying to like separate them into piles 
And like, I see what she was trying to do, but it was like way too slow. So I was like, I'm, I'm trying to hold the piece for you. Yeah. She's still on the phone. So then finally she gets off the phone or I'm, she gets off the phone and she's like, gives me the total. I'm like, ma'am, it, it's a return. She like, like th- oh, throws her head back. I'm like, I said that the very first thing I said, yeah. but you were on the phone. So, you know, go back through, you know, she rescans them all in or whatever. And I was like, I was just trying to hold it before. So you yeah. could just scan it. And she's like, Oh no, I know what you're trying to do. And then she like goes to give me her like story of her granddaughter being sick. Aaron, to me, it's like, okay, so this is your employee. Then the very next day, the, the employees like different employees, same store sitting there miserable, like just not like I had things pieced together. She was scanning one thing, just tossing it in the bag, scanning one thing, tossing it in the bag. There's three things on every single one of these pipe fitting connectors. Right. So she's just throwing money into the bag. And you know what? I didn't have the heart to even say like, uh, you know, those, those are pieced together. Like that's three pieces. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm not even like, this is ridiculous. So I guess that was like, I don't know how I just got on that train of thought. We're talking about employees and like having employees, but it's like, this girl's throwing money in my bag. This girl's like on the phone somewhere else. And it's like, what is going on? That's, that's where I'm getting at. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and we only got a couple minutes left here, so we'll wrap this up. But um, in the 10 years that I've been in wholesale sales, I've done business with probably, you know, close to 200 different liquor stores in the state, just liquor stores. And the amount of stores that have had employees where I like, you know, legitimately like, wow, like that's a great employee, like legitimately cares about your business, knows what they're doing, knows the product, knows the job. And it like is great. I could probably count on one hand, maybe one and a half hands over the course of 10 years in a couple hundred different liquor stores. Like the reality is, is if you own a business, nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do. And therefore you have to be the one that leads from the front and then, you know, hope that you find a couple people along the way that are halfway decent. Yeah. Well, there, there it is. There it is. I don't even. I don't know what the heck just happened, but maybe Ace's, I was. That was Ace's stuck. Maybe with the helpful yeah. hardware space. store. Store. Thank store. you. Couldn't remember if the last word was a rhyme or not. Um. Okay, that's it. Let's go. Let's go about our weekend. Yeah, yeah. Let's go out on a positive because I mean, go husky. Whatever. Man. Yeah, go huskies. UConn. U C O N N. UConn. 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 Yep. Uh, Ben. Great chat, buddy. I love you. Love you, bro.